All right, good day, uh, people out there in the sports and internet world. Uh, it's Paul and Brian again. Say hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. Good morning, everybody. I'm sorry that was a that was a, a lame attempt at a dad joke. Um, it has no place or business in the the halls of this great intellectual debate. So uh, it is 8 a.m. here in Indiana and along in Pennsylvania. Now the reason oh, we are doing this so so damn early. Is because we were supposed to have a special guest today. Um, yeah. Tell us about the special guest. We still have Brian. a special guest. It's a companionship. Our special guest, also bullet, bullet uh, rye bourbon. Oh, my yep. special I'm guest. drinking coffee with some Kahlua in it. Before you judge me, Internet uh, World, uh, <laughs> it being eight a.m. with me uh, being uh, two fingers deep on an old fashioned. Uh, I work a night shift, and so I don't have to abide by the common. Generalities of <laughs> right. It's uh, it's proper... five o'clock somewhere, right? That's the word. That's the thing. <laughs> Ironically, it's probably five o'clock where are in the time zone of our special guest friend who didn't show up. That that's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, disregarding the appropriateness of drinking alone, um, I've determined that eight a.m. is a fine time to have an old fashioned uh, when you're mm. a night shift worker. So suck it. So. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, Dave Lynch, who was in the Navy with uh, with Brian and I, and uh, is an, an avid listener, um, always mm. sending us comments, basically constantly disagreeing with me. At least I don't know if he's sending yeah. you those things, things, but yeah. Much like many of our uh, other listeners, uh, he starts off with with how handsome I am and how manly and masculine <laughs> like the first I sound. Comment. Yeah, you yeah, sound amazing, really Brian. Odd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people when they comment and they they. My fans, they they say so masculine, um, right. intellectual, um, really just a multitude of complimentary adjectives. Right before they get into, they disagree with all of your takes. Yeah, I know that has also happened. That is fair. Yeah, uh, I wanted so, to ask our friend Davy, uh, who's still in the Navy, uh, how many times uh, he gets a, a literary a reference to uh, the Billy Joel song "Piano Man." Right. right, I'm Davy still Navy. I am imagining. Well, probably people from his hometown, but I would imagine in the Navy, nobody thinks about that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, while you're in the Navy, yes, but when he converses with us who are out, uh, every time right. I think, like, oh shit, he is still in the Navy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so he's a, a chief, we believe now, and and we I believe. got really confused as we were discussing this earlier because I. You, Brian said, yeah, I think he's a chief now, which is a, a rank in the Navy. And I immediately thought he's a Kansas City chief or <laughs> is he a man of the chief? I was so confused. I was like, I, are they hiring 32-year-old <laughs> out-of-shape guys that are not athletic? I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, Sean McVeigh, he's younger, but he's pretty athletic, or at least he's you know, fit. So, you, you know, McVeigh is younger than both of us. Yeah, no, no. He turned thirty-four, I believe, or thirty-three. He's like you barely young. So good for him. But uh, I would bet a dollar that uh, eight fifteen in the morning on uh, January twenty-fifth, right now, this instant, right now, I bet Sean McVay is uh, not having an old-fashioned while sitting at home. So yeah, that's probably not. you know he looks uh, in shape and, and fit, but that's because he's young still. Like every coach yeah. ends up being like fat and and probably unhealthy because they. I, I imagine that lifestyle just can't be healthy, right? No. God, no. So who's winning so, the moment now, Sean? I got an old-fashioned. 
You're getting ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, he probably doesn't even get that much in the scheme of super of like NFL mm-hmm. coaches because he's young, you know, discrimination and stuff. So I mean we're probably doing good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too worried about and it. And if you do on like an hourly pay basis, I'm sure we do way better. Because he's always on, right? Oh, I mean yeah. he's probably probably yeah, sleeping he, and dreaming about his salary by just overworking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're if you're getting paid while you're sleeping because you're thinking about football, like, I mean, that's not a life. Really, I feel bad for him. I know I wouldn't even take the job if they offered it to me now. You know, yeah. But not to say they haven't, you know. But <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about it. So. Right. Well, I mean, non-compete clause. I mean, it's a fairly common thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been a, an advisor for a few NFL teams, but I'm contractually barred from disclosing yeah. that. Right, you make like some personnel decisions, but then you know they don't they don't want you to get in trouble for it, so they just don't ever drop your name. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I well, you. they want to take all the credit, right? So, I right, mean, I right. told the Chiefs, if it works out. Yeah, you should draft a quarterback from Texas Tech. You know, I, I'm contractually again barred from saying a name, and right. they want to take all the credit when he does amazingly well. So, so you're you basically you're unnamed sources. Whenever they yeah. say unnamed sources, it's Brian Brooks. Well, if it works out, yes, I'm the unnamed source. But if it didn't work out, that was somebody else. Some other contractor. Gotcha. Yeah. Probably Davey. Still in the Navy. It's probably Davey. So we'll skip our our Dave segment, I guess. Uh, Maybe he'll join us. Maybe not. We don't know. Uh, I will just say that Dave is very likely at a bar in Bali talking to some semi-attractive chick, but will look attractive when drunk. Mm, And... You, you, you're probably right. He, he's he's probably telling about how he's going to go on this podcast, not yeah. realizing that he's supposed to be on it right now. Yeah, I'm guessing it's some combination of a double digit percentage inebriation uh, with a, a healthy amount of confusion as to the time zone difference. <laughs> exactly. I was very specific. I said Eastern time zone every time just to make sure. Does, but yep, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yep. All, All right, right. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. All right, just real quick, just I'm gonna punch you out of the face or out of nowhere. Do you think mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes is the most viable player? Yes, I, I did not even three quarters of the way through the season. Really, you were still doubtful even then. It's not that I don't think he's really good. Like that's that's not the the reason. It's just you know I didn't I didn't think hasn't you started that. hadn't started yet. You know this was his first year starting. I just had my doubts about the Chiefs, and I know they're not in the Super Bowl, but I think they're proven to be, you know, one of the best teams in the league right now. Yeah. So, do you think uh, is Drew Brees your second place? You know, I would not begrudge people that voted Drew Brees over Mahomes, and I think the reason really? that that, yeah, I think part of that is I think people in general thought the Saints were better. And the Chiefs, and I, I think that in general, people still will think that Breeze is better than Mahomes. Just like so, not, you know, more, more like past history stuff. You know, do you, do you think is the MVP award is that a, a team award? They, in, you know? in the NFL, in the NFL, usually it is right. Like Cam Newton won what four years ago when his team was amazing, like almost undefeated. Right, I think they went like fifteen and one, and he Something was like good. That. He was good, but he was not like amazing. But it was like, all right, right he's so, the best player on the best team. So 
Yeah, the I, I'll grant that if a team goes four and twelve, no matter how great their best player is, probably yeah. not going to win the MVP. I'll I'll grant that. Yeah, like you in in, in baseball and in basketball you can have a guy that competes for MVP when his team is not that good. But in the NFL, like typically if you have a good quarterback or running back, you are a good team. Like not very often do good, good players put up good numbers and your team doesn't win in the, in football. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, Saquon Barkley put up some big ass numbers and, and they weren't, well, you know what? The giants were much better in the second half of the season. They were a tough out. They were yeah. much better. I don't even than know how much I mean, he put up, good numbers but i i don't think they were amazing numbers i think he had great highlights and then i yeah. watched a couple of games with him he got shut down a lot and it wasn't really his fault it's just the giants offense sucked yeah so i was talking to somebody and they said if you looked at his plays it was two yards three yards two yards four yards three yards 99 yards yeah like, exactly he, yeah so anyway so like if you uh, watched highlights he was awesome but yeah yeah so i think he's still very good i think he wins the mvp i th- i to answer your question, I think Mahomes should win the MVP. I wouldn't be surprised if Breeze won it, though. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, he's never won one, so it would be kind of a career accomplishment award. That's the other thing is people, voters may look at it like, it's Drew Breeze. I mean, how has he not won an MVP? You know what I mean? Yeah, So I agree with that. Mahomes is 23. He's got 15 years to win another one. Hopefully yeah. he'll win more than one. So tell me your thoughts on that. Saints, no call on the pass interference. That just... so if the refs I'm... throw the flag, if they throw that flag, I I believe the game's over because Rams couldn't stop the clock. It gives the Saints a first down on like the six yard line, and all they need to do is kick a field goal to win. Like I think that yeah. pretty clearly stops the or ends the game if they throw the flag. There's no That's debate kind of as to whether or not. Oh, it was it was an egregious pass, and not only. It was pass interference in every way. Like, it was face guarding. He didn't even turn for the ball. He didn't yep. make a play on the ball. He just tackled helmet, a dude. Helmet to helmet. Helmet to yep. helmet. He hit him early. Like, <laughs> like that's every you know, definition of pass interference you could find, you know? I will um, say, I will say, I was watching this game real time, and yeah. I have I, I remember the play, and it the, the angle that we've seen now a hundred times in slow motion Makes it look to the naked eye as if it's it and it was egregious and horrendous. Horrendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real time, it was much quicker than what people are seeing in the in the replay. In real time, yeah. I thought, okay, well that could be. I thought pass interference, but you know it was so fast. Uh, I can't, okay, maybe no, they didn't throw a flag. And then you know, twenty seconds later, they show the right angle, and you're like, holy shit, that was bad. But yeah. in real time, I, it was so quick. I thought, wow, oh, that was uh, okay. Well, I guess they just well, didn't see, throw a flag. I can understand. You know, football is a bang bang sport. So I do hate sometimes, like when they call, you know, quarterback, uh, like roughing the passer when it's like, you know, that, that dude was diving when, when he threw the ball. Like it's not, you know yeah. what I mean? It's hard to stop. Yeah. However, I don't even know the DB's name, but the DB, even if it was kind of bang bang, was diving to tackle him like had no intention of trying to make a play on the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nope, even yeah, if it, it was, was closer yeah. than we think, which I, I can understand because the, the camera angle is different. Right. But it, I, and this is a, a stupid question to ask because there's only one obvious answer, but so the, the, the stupid question is how angry should saints 
fans and Saints players and the team be? That's the stupid question because obviously they should be incensed. Uh, the, yeah. the better question is, what really can they do about it? So I'm sure they're – here's how I would feel if I was a Saints fan. One, I mean, we're not like a storage franchise, right? Like this this recent being good with Breeze mm. is like the only time they've ever been good, right? And then – Yeah, but they – okay, yeah, so they're not, you know, like the Detroit Lions and Chicago Bears. Yes, but I think in the, the context of the last 10 to 15 years, they're a very relevant franchise. Well, yes, but you're thinking – Especially given their head coach and their quarterback. You're thinking Breeze is 40. What what are the chances we even make it back to this point? This was this was our shot, you know, and it, I, I'm just saying it's a different thing. It's a different feeling, I think, for the Saints than maybe the Chiefs fans, right? Like you as a Chiefs fan are probably upset because there was maybe some bad calls. However, you're optimistic for next year and for five years from now, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. If I don't a, think if you're a Saints fan. Are you optimistic for five years from now? Probably not. You know. Yeah. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, I can say, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, I was. I, it's it sucked. It was crappy to go through. Uh, I am optimistic for the future. Uh, there were calls in the uh, Patriots Chiefs game that I didn't like, that I disagreed with, and at the time I was very incensed. In no way do I think that the referees affected the outcome of the Chiefs Patriots game. I, that game was yeah. while there may be some individual calls here and there, uh, the Chiefs lost that game fair and square like the referees had nothing to do with the outcome i would disagree that i think they had something to do with i i do think that the roughing the passer on brady was like a, a pretty bad call i think there was yep. I, I think the yep. miffed call on i mean <clears throat> the chiefs ended up scoring anyway so it didn't really matter but yeah i think that what's his name edelman touched the ball on that punt return um hmm. and but you know you're you're right i don't think I don't think that was like so egregious that you're like the wrong team is in the Super Bowl. Whereas you, I think, do you think that we should reenact uh, my telephone call to you uh, mid review on the pun coverage so, for our listeners? So I'm I was a little excited. You were. I, I I'm at work. I have to wake up at like four thirty in the morning. So it you know this is a late game. I'm not looking forward to go, going to overtime. And Brian calls me, obviously drinking. He's like, he touched it. It, Actually, it, it, it is. His finger, he touched it. No, I was not drinking. I was just, that oh. was pure excitement. That was okay. not. And yeah. I'm like, my first thought was he didn't touch it. And then you can kind of see <laughs> where you think he touches it. And and I I mean, honestly, my thought on it was it's so close. You got to go with the call in the field. And the call in the field was cheap. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. I didn't think there was a definitive answer that you could say one way or the other. And, and always in, in football, it goes towards the way the call is made. So that that's why I think that was bad. But. Paul, uh, Paul, I need to cut in. I need to apologize to you. What's up? Um, for our listeners, uh, I'm in a long-term relationship. Uh, I'm not currently engaged, but we've been, had those discussions, and uh, a marriage is in the works. And uh, and for a brief moment in time, I I used that as leverage. I I, I told you that the uh, best man status was on the table. Right. Uh, if you disagreed with me as to whether or not Julian Edelman touched the putt. Uh, so I apologize to you for using that as, as a... So it, it wasn't on the table or you're not getting married? Well, in that moment, it was. That was authentic and, and legitimate. In that okay. moment, it was. But I mean, I think you have to understand that decisions made in that moment were pr not going to last. Right, right. That's fair. My my first yeah, thought was fair. like, I immediately forgot about the game. It was like, when did you get engaged? And 
I mean, conversations Miranda in the work. Miranda was quick. We're not engaged. Don't. We're not engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so, the eternal voice of reason. Yeah. So to answer yeah. your other question, though, I don't think there's anything the Saints can do. I mean, it it blows. I've no, been there's nothing. I've been there's nothing a part of game, or you know, I've been a fan of of games where you think you get screwed, and you know what? It, in the end, it is just sports. Like I don't care how yeah. bad you are. You know, you're just upset, and in the end of the day, right, goes on. everybody's upset except for one team, right? So, just forget about it, move on. You've got one of the best quarterbacks of all time in Drew Brees. Hopefully, you're there next year. It blows, yep. but there was it wasn't there was no guarantee you're winning the Super Bowl either. So, oh yeah, well, you know. life goes on. Uh, I I I need to say uh, that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Here's a question: Which was worse? And I think I think there's a clear answer here uh, for blown calls. The Saints blown call with the the no pass interference call cost them essentially a trip to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or 2010, the Detroit Tigers, uh, Armando Galarraga, uh, on the verge of throwing a perfect game okay. um, for the last out, a 27 out for a perfect game. These things are in the like in the history of baseball. They've played for 130 years, yeah, and and they've had like 19 of these things. Yeah. Anyway, if you remember, uh, I don't. For one of the last outs, there's a little grounder back to the pitcher or the first base. Uh, first baseman tosses it to the pitcher. Pitcher clearly touches first base first for the out, and the umpire inexplicably calls safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the question to you is, which one of these things is is the worst bad call? Okay, so I don't remember that play. And, you know, typically, Brian, this, you know, in the pre-podcast uh, call or email, mm-hmm. this is when you would bring mm-hmm. something like this up so so that the other party could research it, right? Yeah. You wouldn't just throw it on them. However, having not seen it, <laughs> I would say <laughs> I would say an actual egregious call is probably the, the safe on first because – you know, there's literally a dude standing there watching that. That's his entire job, right? Whereas the yep. pass interference, I mean, those get missed five times a game. Like the uh, the yep. wrong call gets made. Now, I mean, I know it. Uh, one is more relevant than the other, but I think the worst call is probably a safe on first. Uh, so first of all, again, second apology of the uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, seems to be a trend. Mm. You're right. Uh, if I'm going to pull some relatively obscure uh, bad call out of my ass. I probably should have given you a heads up. So that's fair. Uh, secondly, I do agree 100%. Uh, in terms of just the call itself, disregarding the context. Right, right. Yes, the Armando Galarraga call is the more egregious. Uh, however, taking a step back and looking at the impact, right, I impact do agree is- that the Saints, yeah. Unless you're one that pitcher. If a- you're that pitcher, like the, you're, you're going down in history versus nobody remembers you. Like those, the, the, <laughs> I would recommend though you you go back and watch because this guy was not a great pitcher and and he just had that magic day where shit just lines up and it's that it's, you know, they they write Hollywood stories about this and out of nowhere this guy is on the verge of a perfect game and and you can say no hitter but you have to say perfect perfect game, game is better with than like a little pause just, yeah it I mean you have to say perfect game with like a pause to give the levity of the effect of the accomplishment and to be on like the last out and to record the last out and to have it stolen from you by another person's error 
Yeah. And then you watch this guy where he, he realizes what just happened, that he got the out, the umpire called safe. He realizes in that moment that something that never happens to a human being was stolen from him. And you see the sportsmanship, really. And it, it's really kind of a magical little moment when you see the reaction to him. And Jim Leland just absolutely loses his shit and just goes off on his umpire for about 20 minutes. Was this before uh, uh, review and challenges in baseball? Because I, uh, be, I yes. would assume it must be because that that yeah that would definitely be challenged, right? I mean, but uh, I don't. Yeah, because it was a play at first. I think it could be challenged now. Yeah, uh, but then it could not. So there's some planks you can and cannot challenge even now. A play at first base, I think, can be challenged. Um, right. Uh, but I, w- I would recommend you go back and for all of our avid listeners, go back and watch the 2010 Armando Galarraga, the play at first base where he loses a perfect game due to a blown call. God, that just uh, sounds it's, it's just terrible. Like I cannot imagine being that pitcher and having that rock yeah. from you. Like he I think he was back in the minor leagues the next season. Yeah. Like uh, you know, literally this guy was I mean he was a major league baseball pitcher, but not really an accomplished one. Yeah. And you watch his reaction and this his smile, and then it just kind of reaffirms your belief in humanity that we can overcome <laughs> I would, any other trivial I shit. smile. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you would have thrown punches. <laughs> killed the guy. Uh, yeah. All right, so no, yeah, let's move on to uh, you know before we get to the Super Bowl matchup, I just wanted to briefly talk about Oladipo. Uh, so I don't know if you saw, but Victor Oladipo, I literally had just turned the game on ten seconds prior uh, to this injury, and he. I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I'm upset, but I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not as devastated as I was by now. Now keep in mind, th- three Pacers franchise players have gone down in the last 10 years. Yeah. So we had Danny Granger, who was our all-star yep. 10 years ago. He went down with yep. injury, never recovered. Then Paul George never recovered. leg. He recovers, but essentially him breaking his leg was the, like the you know the death knell in in that Pacers team, um, yep. And then <laughs> and now Victor Oladipo, and it's not like the Pacers grow all stars on trees, right? Like these are <laughs> these are hard for us to come by. No, uh, these are three in ten years. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I'm pretty upset, but the other part of me is uh, Pacers weren't winning the championship. Like we're a really good team. We're not better than Toronto with Kawhi. We're not better than Milwaukee with Giannis. Um, I think we're better than every other. I think we're better than the Sixers and the Celtics if we're healthy, which most people wouldn't agree with. Really? But I do think we are. But that still puts uh, you, that still puts you at best third in the East, right? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, random freak occurrence. Oh, I shouldn't say freak. Yeah. I, I think you guys were. Yeah, I know technically you were the third. The Pacers were the third team in the East, uh, and I think talent-wise, you were over accomplishing, or you're you're better than your talent on paper. But that's basketball, right? Like, yeah, the Celt. I think you. I think if you were picking on the video games and you were picking to play NBA 2K, like you would pick the Celtics roster. But in reality, the Pacers were playing better basketball as a team, and that's how it works. Oh well, um, and, that's the thing is, I, I agree. In that. the playoffs, random things happen. Like I, you guys could have. I, honest to God, think you could have challenged for the East uh, Championship and maybe even gone to the NBA Finals. Um, I don't think you would have won, 
No, I don't think anybody. But I would not have been shocked or surprised by the Pacers representing the East. So, uh, um, however, I will disagree that the national press is basically like, well, the Pacers are done. They'll never. I bet you we finished fifth in the East still. So we're third right now. I'm telling you, this team's really good even with Ola, without Oladipo. I bet you we finish. I agree. Yeah. And push whoever the four seed is. I, I mean, I don't think we're winning a playoff series unless we're the three seed. Cause I, I think six, every, <laughs> the top five seeds in the East are all really good. Six and down are all not good. Oh, yeah. So if so you can get one, the one two, five, you got, you got <clears throat> right now, I think you got Bucks and Raptors. Yep. You go. Yeah. Bucks, Raptors. Sorry. Pacers. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping all over you. I've been thinking about this for a while. My, my phone is no. apparently thinks I said, hey, Siri, turn off phone. Um, <laughs> we are so good at this podcast business. Bucks, Raptors, Pacers. Sponsors. <laughs> sponsors yeah, just by make Apple. sure that we have a point of contact for all the sponsors. Yeah. Sponsored by Apple for when your phone goes off when you don't want it. Uh, and then, uh, and then after us, it's the the Sixers and the Celtics, and then I think it's Brooklyn, Miami, and some other shit team in eighth. But the uh, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Miami, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Miami. There you go. So the the top five teams are all really good. I wouldn't want it. The four yep. five sucks. Like if you're the four or the five seed, that's gonna blow because you're gonna have to play another really good team. But if you're one through three, you get an easy first round. You know, so I think yep, the Pacers yep. drop into that four or five seed and lose the first round series. That's kind of how I see it going. And it kills me. But anyway, we, we can I, move I on. I think based on your. No, I, I want to offer my condolences because I, I do fear the aspirations that you had for maybe making the finals. I, I, I feel are, are gone. I think right now a successful season would be a, a, a win and a winning a series in the playoffs. Oh yeah, uh, I do agree with you. I think, you, I think the talent and the way that your team plays, the bottom you'll hit is five. Yeah, um, I think even without Ola, I would like to watch a. Yeah, I would like to watch a Pacers seventy sixers game. I think that would be interesting. You yeah you did you went to a Sixers game recently right and saw them yeah I did I went to the, the last uh, moment by Paul George right <laughs> yeah 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 Paul George. Uh, Sank a three-point shot in which he got fouled on to go ahead with about four seconds left in the game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good game. Good for Paul George. Yeah. All right. So moving on to more important things than yeah. to national. Yeah, I don't know nationally. Let's talk about that. So I don't, you know what? Uh, and I'm going to cut it on you. I am more. Uh, I'm looking forward to the big Lebowski. Uh, Super Bowl commercial than I am the actual Is football game. Lebowski Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what? It's got Jeff Bridges. I'm not even looking forward to watching the Super Bowl. Like that's, I mean, I know. I just I'm tired. I'm sure most people are of watching the Patriots. Like I'm gonna root against the Patriots. Yep. I absolutely don't feel any malice. Towards the Rams, or but I also don't care. I just don't care about the Rams. Like if it had been the Saints, I would be very excited because I think it's easy to root for the Saints. Like I, I can't root for the team that left St. Louis and mm. has no fans out there. Like I don't know. I just I'm just like ah. I mean, I guess I hope the Patriots don't win, yeah. but I really don't care if the Rams win. 
I uh, I'm I'm pretty much with you. I like Aaron Donald. Um, that's yeah. a bad mamma jamma. Yeah, I like Aaron Donald. Uh, and Marcus Peters was a chief, and he never asked to leave the Chiefs. Yeah, they and, traded uh, him. What? I liked him when he was with the Chiefs. Yeah, he, they traded him out of nowhere, and he never asked. So I like Marcus Peters. I am rooting for Marcus Peters. Um, I don't know why he had such a bad season. That's his deal. Yeah. Uh, so I guess in a very tepid way, I'm rooting for the Rams. Uh, in a very major way, I'm rooting against the Patriots. Uh, so that being said, I could really, you know, watch some highlights, you know, after the game's over. Um, but again, I do want to watch the Big Lebowski commercial. So there's that. Is there is there a second one coming out, or like what what's the deal? Uh, so actually, just like because I work nights, and this was one of the few shifts where I was not. Or I was able to get online. Anyway, uh, they dropped a little on the internet. There's a little teaser with Jeff Lebowski, with uh, Jeff I'm Bridges. sorry, Jeff Bridges, uh, walking around in the some jelly sandals with the uh, with the dude sweater, and uh, and then a little tumbleweed goes across uh, the screen and and lists the the Super Bowl dates. So basically, saying like coming Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. So I don't think that they're making a sequel to the Big Lebowski. What I think is happening is a is an ad, like a marketing campaign, much like a few years ago, Matthew Broderick did a, I think, a Hyundai commercial for the recreated. Um, oh, the the Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 You've seen so that that's Home what Alone I'm one anticipating. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's that's the Home Alone, Home Alone recreation. Yeah. So I'm anticipating that kind of event with the the Big Lebowski. Uh, even given the naked marketing and the manipulation of my emotions, um, I'm still looking forward to it because, you know, it's, they're doing it for a reason, right? Like yeah. people like the Big Lebowski. Yep. Oddly enough, I did a survey amongst the, my peers, my coworkers. Only three out of nine had ever seen the Big Lebowski. Really? Um, so I remember so, I yeah. was in high school when I watched that, and I it was like a. Uh, I remember <clears throat> watching it with with some friends in a basement, and we all felt like we were doing something wrong watching this. Like, it, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like we're not supposed to be watching this. We're all sixteen or fifteen, you know, like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I remember uh, <clears throat> the first time I watched it. I remember thinking, I, I didn't get it. I didn't know what was going on. It seemed odd to me, and and I didn't think it was all that funny, really. And then. For some reason, a few years later, I rewatched it and I understood that like it was just a giant waste of time and yeah, the the dude was kind of a fuck up and I don't think I realized that the first time and I was really concerned about Bunny Lebowski and then you realize like no 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 like the whole thing is just a fuck up story and once I realized all that like it was so much funnier and so now every time I watch it I just giggle like a fucking kid watching Looney Tunes but the first time I watched it I think it was not as funny to me. Yeah, I think it gets better as you watch it and with alcohol. I think it's one of those movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so. when when he hammers the board in front of his door and then puts the chair in front of the door and lines up with the board so that he can stop people from coming in. And then the, it turns out that the door sings outward. <laughs> oh, my, I I still I still lose it. Oh God, I lose it because he he uses like eighteen nails and he's a fuck up, so he can't like hammer a nail in (laughs) 
And then the door swings outward and it's all worthless anyway. It's got a great cast too, is the thing, right? Like it's got Jeff. Oh, Richards, God, it's John Goodman. Uh, John Goodman. John Goodman is the, good. The weird dude. What's his name? Um, that's uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. So that that uh, yeah. Stalin movie was on the other day, The Death of Stalin. <laughs> and I was trying to. That's get, a good one too. It was on in my office. I was trying to get my coworkers to watch it, and nobody. They were like, "I don't get it." I was like, "No, it's really funny. You got it." You got to watch it. And they're like, why would we, I don't really care about the succession of, you know, I'm like, well, this, it's not really about that. It's about the, you know, the interactions and. <laughs> yeah. It's about the, the chaos of trying to manage like a, yeah. a governmental coup as every minute goes by. Yeah. The, the part where his son like bursts in after he's dead and he's like, who are you? You're a child. You're not even a person. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, just, I couldn't stop laughing. But I was alone in the lab. Yeah. No, I I'm often alone amongst my coworkers and peers. <laughs> so bring it right. back to the Super Bowl. So, let's give our predictions. I, I you go first. What's that? Good podcast. Did you hear me? No? No, no, I lost it. I think there's a I think one of us has a, a laggy connection, which may not turn out into a great podcast, but Oh, well, I was going to say, uh, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who's your favorite and why? That's tough. So first of all, let me just say anyone, it's it's fine enough practice to say, uh, I, I think someone will win for X reason, uh, but Anyone that says it with any amount of conviction is full of shit because it's a, it's a game, right? It's a sporting contest. No one knows who's going to win. That's kind of the point. That being said, I think the Patriots will win. But, well, who the fuck knows? I, yeah. yeah, I don't, I think the Patriots, uh, I think that the uh, Rams could have a pass rush. Uh, but Tom Brady gets rid of the ball in like a quarter second. And for whatever reason, either Edelman or one of the running backs or Gronkowski is always open. It does seem uh, like and like, I think how are they always yeah. open? Always. I, you know what? If, if I had to pick the most hated character on the Patriot staff, it's not Belichick and it's not Brady. Cause I think Brady is probably the best quarterback of all time. And I can't hate him for that. I, you know, I hate Edelman. I hate fucking Julian Edelman. That little prick son of a bitch. Yeah, he he does have a very arrogant attitude. And I'm like, you know, on almost any other team, you're probably not even on the roster. <laughs> like, like I, the reason you're on that, the Patriots like, is because you're kind of quick. Uh, you can get open and Brady trusts you. That's it. If you're on any other roster, you don't. He doesn't have enough speed to get open downfield right like he's but he's always open well he's always open because they design plays very well and brady gets rid of the ball so fast yeah. that it's before other people react that's why and yeah he's the one he's i i i, I don't really i hate brady but i don't detest him because like what's he supposed to do like he's trying to win uh and i get belichick and he's kind of a prick but like that's just I hate Edelman more than all of them. Yeah. I don't know why. So uh, my thought was, I agree. I think the Patriots win because I think that the Rams' best unit is their defensive line. 
And just like you were saying, I think that the Patriots plan around that and basically yep. throw a bunch of five-yard throws that you know may not win every time, but they will at least get marched down the field and get field goals. And I could definitely see yep. Goff throw an interception or two. Not not like he's bad. Just They'll get he's he could throw an interception or two, and I think that could change the game. You know. They'll get. Uh, I think the Patriots will get their running backs out in the flats, and mm-hmm. uh, and they'll spread the Rams out, and then they'll run up the middle, and and that's that's more so than anything else. That's what the Patriots do is they get you doing on defense something you don't want to do, and they spread you out, and they just it, they're, they're like an excellent pitcher who throws five different pitches from the exact same location, and so you never know if it's a fastball or a curve or a changeup or a knuckle or anything. And, and it always comes from the same location, so you just you have to make that instantaneous decision. And I think that's that's what they do on offense, and and it works for them, obviously. And uh, it's infuriating yeah, to watch. It's hard to watch. You know this just as well as I do. Yeah, you're like, why why can't we stop this? This isn't this doesn't even look that impressive. Like that's the thing. You watch their offense, and you're like, nobody scares me on that team. Like I mean, Brady's arm doesn't even scare me. It's just. That he only has to throw to wide open people most of the time. So, you know. Yeah. Well, as a Chiefs fan, that our Chiefs defense was just. Yeah, you didn't bring the same and, uh, that you brought against Indy. What, what happened there? And it's the Patriots. I mean, yeah. I'd yeah. Fuck if I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. So, I, I could miss the Super Bowl this year, but that's probably because, you know, I'm so bitter about the AFC Championship game. So I have a quiz that was meant for both you and Dave based on your uh, favorite teams and preferences. But uh, all right, now it's just for you. So I will ask you these questions. I'm feeling very confident. Okay, I've got multiple choice. I'm feeling very confident. Okay. Number one question. Top quarterback in Ohio State history in passing yards. I, I give. I get to. Give, I'm giving you multiple choice answers here, so it's not. All right. Is this a career or season? Career. Career. All right. A, JT Barrett. B, Terrell Pryor. C, Torrey Smith. Or D, Bobby Hoyne. It's a A or C. What was that? What was A and C? JT Barrett or Torrey Smith. I'm going to go JT Barrett. Ding, 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 ding. Good job. Yeah. He- yeah. He had a pretty prolific career. So I think number two was Bobby yeah. Hoying or Horing or I don't know who he is, but really? Yeah. Oh wow. I mean, yeah, Pryor and, and Smith I don't think played a four full year full four years, so they didn't have the Yeah, I knew Pryor didn't. Uh I almost went Smith there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, All you right. got one. Got one. All right. Number two. Who is the top scorer in Kansas basketball history? Cumulative. All right. Oh, I'm, uh, you're gonna. You said I get, right, I'm no giving you multiple choice. choice. Okay. All right. A. So it's career in KU basketball. Career. Okay. Yeah. A. Paul Pierce. Okay. B. Rafe LaFrance. C. Frank Mason. Mm. Four-year player Frank Mason. Mm. Or D. Danny yep. Manning. Do you see? You see what I did here? Danny Manning. Oh wow. Good job, Danny Manning. That is the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Danny and the Miracles. Um, 
All right. Sorry, I didn't highlight. I'm enjoying this. So I far. know, I know. Um, <clears throat> okay, the next question. How many finals in a row has LeBron been to? Ugh. Oh, God. So I'll just read them. It's six, seven, eight, or nine. Shoot, when was the last time he missed one? God, it would have been the first time he was with, the first time he was with Cleveland. That would have been when the Celtics win went. Uh, I'm gonna go nine. Ooh, very close. And answers eight. Oh. He's going for his ninth this year, which but un- unlikely. But <laughs> I've seen stranger. Yeah. <laughs> unlikely, yeah. <laughs> What's that? The the best team in the basketball history just got Boogie Cousins? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, fourth question. Uh, this, okay. Neither of you, this was not an advantage to either of you. So, how many <laughs> NBA finals have the Indiana Pacers reached? Is it zero, one, nope. two, or three? Against the Bulls so many times. Maybe it is zero. Give me a second. Uh, let me think. So I don't know anything about pre nineteen ninety. They didn't go when Bull, when Michael was retired. That was the Knicks. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say zero. You would be incorrect. They went. They lost to the very first Shaq Kobe Lakers team. So they went in two thousand. Oh yeah, Red versus Kobe. That was the coming out Kobe party, basically. Oh shit! One. All right. It's okay. So you're. I'm two out of four. I'm still better than Dave. You are still way better than Dave. This one, uh, I don't know if you're gonna get this one. So. Who has in in NFL postseason history? All right, who has the most losses in NFL postseason history? Not wins, but losses. So your options are Andrew Reed. Your options are no, no quarterback. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Roethlisberger, Marino, Manning. Mm-hmm. That's Peyton Manning. Which Peyton one? Manning. Okay. Not, not Archie. Yeah. And or, or, or the, the other brother. Or Brady. So you've got Ben Roethlisberger, um, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Tom Brady. Most losses. That's a tough one. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Because you're, you're thinking, I mean, all those guys have played in a bunch of playoff games, right? I'm going to discard Marino. Huh. I'm going to discard Marino. The other three are tough because they made it just about every year of their career. Hmm. Uh, obviously, Brady's won more Super Bowls than the rest, so that means he's in each of those seasons he won. He took no losses. Uh, so really, it's a question of how many times did you make the playoffs and not win the Super Bowl? Roethlisberger has won it twice. Peyton's won it twice. And Brady's won it four times. 
I'm gonna say this is a good question. That's a good question. I'm gonna say Manning. You would be correct. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> so this is actually very confu- very interesting. The more you delve into it, so uh, Manning has 13 playoff losses. Favre and Marino both have, or Favre has 11. Marino has 10, and so does Brady. So Brady only has 10 playoff losses. Yeah. So if you look at, it makes me want to. The, but look that's at right. games played. That's where. So Brady has 39 playoff games. He's 29 and 10. Um. Oh wow. That's number insane. two in playoff games is Manning. So he's played in 27, but he's 14 and 13, which isn't even that bad. He's got the second most. <laughs> no. He's got the second most wins ever. <laughs> so. He's got the second most wins with 14. And and the first place guy has 29. I'm sorry, he's got the third most. Montana's got 16, and then Manning has 14. So it's Brady at 29 wins, Montana at 16, and then Manning at 14. Isn't that insane? (laughs) And then you look at, you look at like all these other all-time great quarterbacks. So Roethlisberger's not, maybe not all-time great, but he's 13 and 8. Um, you know, Marino, eight and ten. Um, Favre is thirteen and eleven. So Terry Bradshaw, fourteen okay. and five. So Bradshaw actually has a crazy awesome winning percentage for how many he went to, you know. Yeah, it does. So Yeah. That's pretty but, good. Yeah. I mean, actually Joe Flacco's ten and five. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that <laughs> as much as I hate Tom Brady, I think that speaks more to how awesome Tom Brady is than anything else. Because basically, everybody else is some around five five hundred, right? Like it's very hard. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. you win one, you lose one. That's not a bad year, right? You win the first and you lose the second. No, that, that's a, not a bad. Year. Yeah, that's a yeah. decent year. So Brady is almost seventy five percent winning percentage in the playoffs. <laughs> That yeah no he's I I think he's the greatest yeah. of all time yeah. I do um he's so frustrating to play yeah. against so is Manning so is Manning, Manning was too but, but I think I think <laughs> Brady at this point in his career is so frustrating because like we said it's just like how are they always open <laughs> you know yeah how how are they always up? I mean I can explain that with the Chiefs defense yeah. but against other teams against the Chargers the Chargers were a very good team. Right. How were they? How did the Patriots blow them out in like halfway through the second quarter and the game's yeah. over? I don't get that. But yeah. So you got three out of five. Is, is their coaching that much better? I, I think honestly, I think it is. I, I know. Sorry. I think it is coaching. I'm. I'm not taking it out of Brady because he plays it perfectly. But I mean, Brady's not writing those routes up, right? Yeah. No. And Brady's not doing anything for the defense. Yeah. And the defense despite yeah. not having anybody you really are scared of, always does pretty well. Especially in in uh, January, yeah. yeah. They can be garbage in September, and they'll lay some eggs. Like, they laid an egg against the Detroit Lions yeah. this year. But in January, they are sharp. So, since Dave didn't come on, that's all. all we... I kicked his ass in the you trivia did. You, contest. It was 3-0. It was actually depressing how bad Dave was. Yeah. Um, 
I hope you yeah. I even got the Ohio State question. You did. Right. I was impressed by the Ohio State that you got Ohio State right. I thought I was going to th- trick yeah. you with the the Bobby Horing or Hoying or whoever because you know like history. You're like, oh, that, that guy. I don't even know who he is. Maybe he won't. You know, but mm, yeah, no, I I knew. Well, I knew Barrett was like a four year starter. Yeah, in an era of passing too. So that's hard to yeah put. yeah. But very good. And you got Danny Manning pretty quick. I was hoping I'd throw you off with the Paul Pierce and Rafe LaFriends because they had pretty pretty good NBA careers. I you know? I immediately disqualified Rafe LaFriends <laughs> and I thought about Paul Pierce. Uh but I remember that Paul Pierce uh left for uh before he left after his junior season, so he didn't play four full. Right. Uh so that put me down to Frank Mason and Danny Manning. I knew Frank Mason did some amazing things. Uh, his senior year, but the first two were would you like whatever you know, the and, actual uh, point point breakdown? So Danny yeah, sure, Manning is number yeah. one at two thousand nine hundred fifty one points. Number two, so twenty one hundred. No, twenty twenty nine hundred. Twenty nine hundred. Oh, twenty nine hundred. Okay. Nick Collison is number two at just over two thousand points. So Danny Manning has nine hundred more points than the number wow. two player. Wow. And actually, Ray Lafrenz is number Nick three. Nick Collison was a no shit, really. Yeah, yeah. The friends is three. Frank oh. Mason six. Paul Pierce is number ten. Um, but if you look at games played, like Paul Pierce played forty less games than Danny Manning. You know, I think the biggest heartbreak of my sports life was when uh, the I think it was the '97 Jayhawks. They lost to the Arizona Wildcats, and they had Paul Pierce, Ray for friends, Scott Pollard, Jock Vaughn, and Jared Hass. Yeah. Um, I think all of those were four NBA, of those guys. Four of them were NBA players, right? Scott Pollard was the worst. Four of them were NBA played, players. Like Ten years. Well, you know. well, Jared Haas was the one that didn't quite make it to the NBA, but he became a, a college coach. I think he's still a college coach. Um, and that was just the starting five. Uh, they also had some other players that I think also went on to go, but um, that team lost to uh, the Arizona Wildcats, and that I think broke my heart. Uh, maybe, probably. Maybe. Wildcats, right? Yeah, Miles Bibby. Yeah, that motherfucker. Mike, Mike Bibby. I don't give a shit. I hate him. <laughs> Have you seen recent pictures of Mike Bibby? So he's playing in that big three league, and he is oh, yeah? jacked, like on steroids jacked. Like doesn't – he looks oh. like a, a weightlifter. Doesn't look like he could play basketball. It was it was Miles Simon and Mike Bibby. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. They, they ruined my, like, 12-year-old heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember like crying in the uh, closet about that one. I, so I was looking at this and I realized Kevin Pritchard, the Pacers GM, played for Kansas, which I didn't know. And I was well, like, yeah, oh. I recognize that he played in the '88 championship team. Yeah, he's the or number maybe 13, 1990 number 13th all-time mm-hmm. scorer Kansas history. I didn't know Kevin Pritchard was the uh, Pacers GM. I just knew he was a KU Jayhawk. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what his actual title is because we have like four front office like. CEO, general manager, chief of whatever the fuck, but he he's the one that makes the decisions. <laughs> is so, uh is Mr. Bird still involved in your organization? He's a consultant. Um so he okay. he basically bowed out, but I, he they still basically ask him for opinions on stuff and he's I, I don't right. know if he gets paid or whatever, but that could be a good future podcast segment, uh the the storyline, the arc of uh, Larry Bird's involvement in the Indiana Pacers. Really, I'm curious. 
awesome, and it ended really bad. But well, I'm cute because he put together the team that, like, what three or four years ago was the primary challenger to LeBron in in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. He put together that team. So he put together that right. team. He put together the team with the brawl team that was the number one team in the league. The, uh, the Malice and the Palace. The Malice and the Palace team was the number. People forget was that the was the number one team. team right? No, no. He, oh, I, I think he was that, the yeah. GM. He was the coach of the team that went to the finals. Um, okay. okay. So he actually, as far as like big wigs and pacers, like he's, he's on the top of the list, but he'd kind of had a, you know, the, the Paul George ending, a lot of people blame on Larry Bird. So he, oh. kinda, I mean, it, it turned out I'm well. I'm not sure we that's got, fair. Just the way things went. Um, okay. All right. You know, we could, we could, that, I mean, that could be an hour long discussion on. <laughs> the, you know right, what, well, dude, uh, before we'll we call we this foreshadowing, it, kid. Yeah. Uh, I listened to a recent uh, Rosillo podcast and he has uh, Brian Windhorst on and they talk, he talks about all of the trades that could have happened to keep LeBron in Cleveland. And oh my god, it's fascinating! Like, sh- like just <laughs> it—it's like while you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew all this. He talks about Wade and LeBron when when LeBron left Miami and yeah. how he didn't tell Wade. It, it's really good. Give it a listen. Huh. Um, that's a it's a good move on our podcast to uh, advertise yeah. for other podcasts. Advertise for other. Uh, he throws me a little side money. That's why me and yeah. Uh, Brian Windhorst. Our future advertisers will really appreciate that. (laughs) Well, man, um, I think this is a podcast. I know it's late at night for you. Um, I've got a... Yeah, I'm about to crash, honestly. Cool. Um, We will update users or listeners. I don't know why I said users. Listeners on the (laughs) uh, Dave Lynch uh, reasoning for why he wasn't here or excuses. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm... I'm I, I would give a high degree of likelihood to uh, the involvement of either a female companion or alcohol. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably yeah. a combination of both. Probably both. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. 